0: I actually think about my parents they were married 57 years and they didn't have a perfect marriage but at their they renewed their vows at 50 year their 50 year anniversary and the priest i was raised catholic and the priest interviewed them and said what's the secret of 50 years and my dad said forgiveness and my mom said i'm still learning and i thought you know what i'll take that
1: Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 155 of the Commando Voice. Today, I speak with the founders of Stewardship and Romance. Please welcome John and Meg Hart. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview local business owners, comedians, singers, and more. I dive into their backstory to find out how they got where they are, what are some of the tips for you to do the same, and find out where they are going. Tune in every week as I interview more of the people you see every day. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Commando Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. Uh, For those of you who got that reference, congratulations. For those who did not, uh, watch more movies. Anyways, um, I am here Uh, and it's another week. Um, sorry about my absence last week, but it was Labor Day and I figured, hey, you guys should take the day off. I'm going to take the day off. Uh, I didn't actually take the day off. I just took a week off from podcasting for that week. Um, but here we are and we're back. So, um, thank you guys for letting me have that time off and I am back at it again. So, um, this week I got to interview John and Meg Hart, um, and as I alluded to in this opening Uh, they're, uh, they're the founders of Stewardship and Romance, which is really focused on marriage, um, helping couples or even singles prepare for marriage. Um, and they have been married for many, many years. They have lots of family. Uh, their parents have also been married for many years. And so they've had examples to live by and to continue to, um, learn from. And so they want to pass that knowledge on and try and make help other people be very successful in their marriage as well. Um, John wrote a book called uh, Start With a Heart, Keys to Successful Living, which is a marriage book. And Meg wrote a book called Playtime with Children, which has to do with, she wrote, the reason she has it is um, for um, grandparents or parents that are looking for activities to do with the kids. So... Um anyways we get into everything about marriage all sorts of stuff uh their background how they got started and what they're doing and um on top of that John is also a um an assistant when it comes to Medicare getting you signed up and all that and for anyone who's tried to go through that process it is a headache and it's crazy difficult um so John is there I have his number in the show notes uh and he said just call that number uh it's a separate it's not like his main main line but he Um, gets those uh, so that he can help... help you get through that and then also meg has started a new thing called makers northwest which is really focused on sewing uh and just making things uh being the seamstress and things like that so um that is also in the show notes so uh, without further ado here's my conversation hey Islanders, and, and welcome to another episode of the Camino voice today i'm here with the founders of stewardship and romance and both of them are also authors welcome to the podcast john and meg hart
0: thank you, thank you.
1: So, before we get started,
2: tell us a little little bit about John and Meg. Well, I grew up in uh, the Seattle area. I have one older sister and and, uh, two younger brothers, and so Meg.
0: And I grew up in Olympia, and I have come from a family of six children and awesome parents. And, yeah. Yeah. And John and I have been married, it'll be 40 years in February. Very cool. And we have five um, adult children that are all married, and we have 12, no, 11 grandchildren. Yes. We, we actually heard there might be another one coming, yep. so. Oh, nice. Two on the way. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, Congratulations.
1: Yeah, so and we, we make love Camino
0: Island. We just love this community. It's just amazing. Nice. Yeah. Um, so,
1: uh, where, where did you guys um, uh, where did you guys go to school then for like high school and stuff like that? that just Seattle? I
2: went to Shorecrest High School. Okay. Away from there, and went on to Seattle Pacific University. Okay.
0: Nice. And I went to Olympia High School. Okay. Yep. And went on to college, a couple community colleges.
1: Okay. Yep. Nice. So, John, when you were going to school, um, when you were in high school and stuff, what were you kind of thinking as far as career path or kind of <laughs>
2: future thinking? I was thinking uh, music okay. and, and education. I've always wanted to be a teacher. S- started doing that, I think, as a child in our basement, teaching lessons to my younger brothers, <laughs> practicing on them. But but really, it's always been uh, teaching and uh, doing music. So I'm, a, I'm a pianist and a composer. I've done a lot of publishing, that type of thing. So I went to school with that in mind. Let's, let's teach, got a teacher certificate, and uh, uh, majored in music. Music uh, piano performance, did a music education, and music theory and literature. So okay. I, I which is essentially a composition degree.
1: Yeah. Nice. Yep.
2: <clears throat> and for you, Meg?
0: So I would say my passion has always been sewing. Okay. So it's it's always been in my my life. I, at 11, my dad bought me left-handed sewing scissors. So there was something he saw, too, is that I had an interest in. And so I I worked, during college I worked at a fabric store. So that's kind of what made me not continue in college, but my degree was gonna be landscape, well, I majored in landscape environmental horticulture. Okay. And then was gonna go on to be a landscape architect. Okay. But in my college summer, I was asked to open a store in Linwood um, with the same company, and then at the end of opening the store, they said, how would you like to be the manager? And I was 20 years old at that time. Okay. And I had 20 employees.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Cool. So, so how did that kind of go then? Yeah, I mean, that's young to get started as, in that position, and how did that go?
0: It was great. I did that for several years and met John there at, at, um, at church, and um, then we got married, and then... About, what, a year and a half later, we had our first child, and then I was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. For And then I did a lot of things at home, cottage industry at home. Okay. With, in the sewing field. Nice. Alterations and custom sewing and things like that.
1: Yeah. And did you do that as your own business, or were you working with the fabric store stuff?
0: I was doing my own business. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I was working, like, a dry cleaner. I'd go pick up all their alterations and repairs. Take yep. them home, fix them, take them back. Nice. So I could do that at home okay. and raise a family. So.
1: Yeah. Well, and um, that, I mean, a lot of the homemaking skill sets and stuff like that, but, like, alterations, any of that stuff, it's becoming so difficult for people to find mm-hmm. uh, yep. that can do that. <laughs> Very cool.
0: It's a skill I want to ke- teach the next generation because they're not getting it in school Yeah. anymore. So yeah. This, this summer I had 9- and 10-year-olds teaching them how to sell oh very cool yeah awesome
1: so john you went to uh college for music teaching um, out of college where'd you go from there
2: well I, actually i yeah that my plan a was to go into music teaching okay and my plan b was uh classroom teaching so that's why i got the uh, k-12 certificate mm-hmm. there uh, so I uh, so graduated, and what happened was I immediately asked if I would do classroom teaching. So I thought, okay, there's my plan B. Well, <laughs> we'll go for it. So I taught first grade for a year. Actually, yeah, the way that happened was it was right in the middle of the school year, and there was a, a need for a, a first grade teacher, and it happened to be the sister of my future wife who I hadn't met yet. Okay. And, and so I took over... Her sister's first grade position, right in the middle of the school year, so that she could adopt a child, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so uh, that led to me teaching ten, uh, second grade for ten years, wow. <clears throat> and <clears throat> and so on. So that's the beginning of my classroom teaching career, which then that then led to uh, uh, starting a cooperative school, at uh, which I administrated for nine years and then thirteen years of teaching fifth grade. So quite a long uh, history of teaching classroom, my plan B. (laughs) And then after our our church ended, my plan A went into motion because I didn't have a job. And so I went to um, uh, teach piano. Okay. Because as you remember, so I was a piano major. Yeah. So uh, I've been teaching with Andrew White School of Music now for seven and a half years. Okay. And uh, because of COVID, I no longer travel to cities to teach. I'm teaching close to 30 students per week on zoom wow through through um yeah through that medium and it's been very successful so that's one reason why we're here on Kameno is because when you're on zoom you can live anywhere so yep.
1: nice. <laughs> yeah nice so so I want to jump back to something you mentioned um you took over teaching the first grade class from your now sister-in-law <laughs> right. um, did that like how did that did that connection end up coming into play later
2: the connection to you and Meg to yes that came in in later but uh, like I say at the time I didn't know that there was any connection there because I hadn't met Meg yet. right but yeah later on after we began to talk we we realized oh okay <laughs> this is this is amazing <laughs> our lives are connecting yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: very cool so how did you guys uh come about meeting
2: them we met in uh, the Bon Marche where we were having a um, uh, Sunday school class okay. for college age youth, and uh, so I can remember our youth pastor bringing Meg up in front and uh, introducing her as Rookie of the Year for Fabricland because she was a Fabricland manager back at that time. And This is the first I'd ever seen her, and <laughs> as and as soon as she walked up, I go oh my god she is so gorgeous <laughs> and i've just she had my complete attention and then she began to talk you know about about all that that she did and and um, just very successful she seemed came across to me as a very successful kind of a person course as I began to get her to get to know her more I found it's more than just business success there's a lot of qualities I appreciate about Meg which you'd need another podcast for me to tell you about but uh, but yeah it, that's kind of where it began for me and then yep. Meg could probably tell you about the story about the amoeba game right Meg
0: yeah we were playing we had a gym night and it was just a bunch of young people in the gym and we were playing this amoeba game and you lock arms and somebody calls out a different direction well, I sprained my ankle, and three young men came up. One said, you want to go dancing? And Not a good timing. <laughs> Another person said, oh, you know, was really empathetic and saying, oh, you must be in a lot of pain. And then John came up. It's kind of like the three little bears, whatever. <laughs> and he said, um, can I arrange a, a, a friend to take you home, like a girlfriend here? So he's, like, really practical, and I thought, man, he's really caring, and I just appreciated that. And then one, I really loved his, his walk, I guess, you know, the way he lived his life. Mm-hmm. He was genuine, and he, there's a lot of people that m- maybe were there but not really genuine in their faith, and I just really appreciated John for that integrity man you know so yeah yeah. very cool so he asked me on a date and I a group date to um the musical
2: Fiddler on the Roof Fiddler
0: on the Roof yeah and and so I said (laughs) to I said to John well you have to call my dad first and ask permission and I'm 20 I think I was 21 at that time so to do that was kind of weird and my dad didn't really even have a clue I was going to do that so I didn't, I didn't give him my dad's phone number or anything. I just said, here, call my dad and ask permission. And he did. And he had to make sure he said the name right. Because our last name is, you say it Baylor, but um, it's not spelt like Baylor University. It's B-A-H-L-E-R. So it sounds like baller. Okay. So if he would have said baller to my dad... He would have, he would have had no, 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 um, he, my dad would have said no, a hundred percent. So anyway, so he did call and my dad said, yeah, sure. Go have a good time. And so I just appreciate that's probably the foundation of our marriage is that just that solidity there. And I love that. I just felt, I felt secure with him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And immediately
2: connecting with parents rather than, uh, oh, I found the girl I want. I'm, I'm going to go solo. Right. You know, there's there's parents involved. That yeah. Need to know what's going on. And, and you're and with and your family. Can fam- give you counsel.
0: Yeah. yeah. You're with your family your whole life, so yeah. you don't just isolate. You just yeah. you're you become a bigger, bigger yeah. <laughs> now, right? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so.
1: it's much bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That was um, something my dad always told my told myself and my sister that whoever she dated you yeah. need to talk to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember um, I I went through that same thing of like make sure I called the dad. Yep. Asked if we could go on a date. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's just it's it,
0: just it's good. Not, it just gives you it's kind normal of normal s- no anymore. No. Very uncommon. Very so, uncommon. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're a little bit uncommon too because um, in our culture that we live in we just kind of We casual date. Yeah. And and then we get a lot of broken hearts because of that. Yeah. And so I I wanted to make sure John was a really gonna be amazing, you know, like for the long haul. Yeah. And so it could have been a major test, but he was so good. So we didn't kiss until I got we got married. And you know when they say when you get married, you may kiss the bride?
2: Yep. That was our first kiss (laughs) at the altar. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. So, anyway, it's just kind of fun to think about back then. And yeah.
1: Yeah. So, actually, that, that kind of brings up a question I have then. I, I know we're going to get into a lot more of this later, but um, with the common kind of the state of where we are right now when it comes to relationships and things like that, mm-hmm. um, how do you, I guess, one, how do you kind of feel with the current state of like dating and relationships are right now? And what do you think is the proper way to maybe look at those?
0: I yeah, I would just encourage young people, you know, to to just wait because you're not really ready to make a commitment to somebody right now. If they're in high school or even mm-hmm. college, until I mean, I would say for a guy, you know, can you support somebody? Do you have a career? Are you are you financially ready? And that's the stewardship part of romance. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to, or, or the woman, too. I mean, it's not just all the guy. You know, right. is she ready? You know, are you ready? So I, I would say, in the meantime, you know, go out, do things. Go, go in group, you know, do stuff. Do stuff and with a bunch of people. And just have a good time. But you don't have to single anybody out yet. Mm-hmm. And it's also really fun during your times you know and it's some kind of group that you kind of get to know people um what they're like yeah you know you just kind of observe and it's for the guy and the girl it's kind of like it's you're kind of watching things so that's my thought about it anyway i don't know if that answered the question that you said but yeah
2: what are your thoughts john yeah i i agree with everything uh meg was just saying there i um when it comes to stewardship, we need to focus on stewarding our hearts. Mm. We usually think of it as, I've got to steward my car and my house and all that. But but what about the heart? Do we ever go to school and learn how to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times, you know, people, they read the Bible, like maybe even memorize the Lord's Prayer, and they can say it five times or whatever. But is that really part of their, do they have that in their heart? Do they have that in practice? Do they actually forgive, you know, yeah. <laughs> others? Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a difference there. And so that was actually led to those. That question you just asked is the question that led me to writing a book. During COVID, I wrote a book on the topic of the heart. and it, It's called Start with the Heart, Keys to Successful Living. And what it does is it gives young people and, and older people, too. But mm-hmm. we're, we're focusing on, on the youth. It gives them the opportunity to to prepare their heart for marriage mm-hmm. or their just life in general, mm-hmm, actually. Yeah. But, but, you know, we're, we're talking specifically about people that are, are preparing for marriage and it's not just about getting your bank account ready and, uh, all the, all the things you need to do, uh, for marriage, uh, physically it's, it's about preparing yourself. So you're the kind of marriage partner someone would want to marry. And yeah. I think that's the reason for a lot of divorce these days people they get married because they're attractive physically and that's normal to be attractive physically I was to me <laughs> but that's not as far as it goes that's very surface level there yeah. may be a, a beginning point but it's it's not the end and some people some think that well that's the end of it mm-hmm. my mom always used to tell me John make sure you marry someone that's not just attractive physically but somebody that's got the qual- character qualities that you're looking for those godly qualities that you find and where do we find all those qualities in God's word—that's—that's that's where it all is. So it becomes—we need to become students of the word to know what God says are the qualities that um, a young person needs or any person needs mm-hmm. to be uh, in a long-term relationship. Meg and I are—we'll uh, be married in February for 40 years. Yeah. And so we're celebrating our 40th anniversary by going on a a long a 16-day Hawaiian cruise. Nice. Anyway, but we wouldn't be at that point at all if we had not really been students of the word and really getting that word into our heart and learning how it actually works in our lives. We both had to go through a lot of painful trials. I mean, that would be a whole other podcast. The, mm-hmm. the stories that we could tell you would drop your jaw. It had not been a, uh, a, a real fun journey on some of it. Really a rough ride. But the, what got us through where we didn't, we didn't walk away from each other is because we were close to our community Mm -hmm. and we were close to God and his word. We knew that word and we learned how to put that into practice. So I'm holding in my hand the book right here, which I'll (laughs) hand to you. And uh, I hand that to people occasionally and let them thumb through it. We had um, one um, actor a, a couple of weeks ago thumbing through that book and he looked at it and he goes, Oh, my God, I love this. He's
0: 20 years old.
2: It's perfect age. (laughs) Yes. I want to share this with all my actor friends. We're going to get 250 copies, you know. Nice. (laughs) uh, And we've walked people through that course online. We have an online version of it. Yeah. As well as the uh, printed version that people can experience. So, So what it is, it's a way of getting the Word of God into the heart, not just reading it so it goes in the head, but applying getting it,
0: applying oh, getting
2: it. it to our heart so that we can apply it to real life. Yeah, in, and so the book is full of uh, real life examples from people, not just in scripture, but in my own life, how I had to walk through that principle and actually apply it. Yeah. But to, oh, I get again to apply it. I have to first ingest it, not just memorize it right. um, verbatim, but actually own that thing. And so I'll, I walk people through that.
0: Yep. And, uh, and we yeah. recently helped the. A- Young man, go through some hurdles in his life and come out the other side really great. And now he's engaged. Very so cool. it's and we had a gal live with us for seven years. Um, she had a very um, difficult family growing up life, and um, a lot of abuse. And so she lived with us, and we were just a family—not perfect, but you know, family. And yeah. and she was able to get stable and. And she ended up getting married, and it was wonderful. Now they have four children, and they're doing well. But nice. it's just being, you know, having your home and having your life open to others yeah. has been kind of our life. Yeah. So yeah. We, yeah. we
2: see ourselves as uh, mentors yeah. uh, for young people, mm-hmm. uh, people yeah. that can kind of come up alongside and walk them through some things and help them to see things they hadn't seen before. And uh, maybe it'll lead to marriage, and maybe it won't. Yeah. Uh, but either way, they walk away, uh, the better for it. Yeah. Very cool.
1: Yeah. my um, So my wife and I, we started dating. Um, actually, we met at a friend of a friend's graduation party um, and spent that summer kind of just hanging out in friend groups, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end of summer, we started dating. Um, and so we got married when we were, Brittany had just turned 20, yep. like a couple weeks before. Yep. Um so we were married very young and and getting married that young we've been able to grow together and, mm-hmm. and all of that but it was marriage was such a positive for us mm-hmm. that we were very excited when we were young and and you know a few years into marriage we're like yeah like getting married young it's great because people you grow together you you know yep. all of these things you get to kind of form your lives with each other um, we're uh I think 13, 13 years in now, Mm -hmm. Um, and we've seen a lot of our friends who have gotten married either, you know, after us or near us, and divorces, and, you know, even older couples divorce, and just, we realize, I mean, I think it is, I think it was God in this scenario, Mm because we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we were both very long-term thinkers. Like, I didn't want to date someone unless I thought I could marry them, and I would... Uh, study them <laughs> from afar, though, to kind of see, like, are, do they have things that I'm like, I don't think I could handle that in a long-term relationship, or, you know, whatever it is. And she kind of thought the same way. But even that, like, I see couples like that that have not made it. So, like, there was so much, um, you know, guidance and, and blessing in that we were able to find each other in that, and then after seeing so many divorces, it's, you realize... This was definitely not us. It was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on.
0: Yeah, so, that's awesome. Right?
1: Um, but yeah, yes. I, I think it's. I think what's neat is what you guys are doing with this, with the start with the heart book. Um, is I for us, we just happen to find you know the right mixture or whatever to make that work, mm-hmm. um, but. The question, and this you know, within businesses as well, it's like if you have a, a success, and even if it was an accidental success, you can then go backwards and go, wait, so what were those pieces that made that work? And so I feel like, um, you know, I haven't gone through your book, um, but I feel like anything that kind of helps push people in that direction of, well, here's some things you guys should know, and here are some things you should go through. Um, so that being said, I know there's a lot of pieces within the, your book, um, you have a lot of keys in there, what are some of the ones that you find, um, uh, I don't want to say the most important because I think that's going to be maybe more common, but what are the more uncommon things that you find are very important that people don't necessarily think about when it comes to relationships?
2: Uh, one is that a lot of people think that a good relationship is where they get something, uh, it's all about taking. I want this, and this person makes me happy, and they do this for me. For me, <laughs> it's all me, me-centered. But in actual fact, we're we're more fulfilled when we're giving uh, to others. And uh, um, there's a a verse, First Corinthians thirteen five, and this is all about love. So I'll just read a little, little bit. It starts at verse four. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not create itself. Is not puffed up. And then the verse I'm, I'm going to point to is verse 5. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own. It does not think mm-hmm. its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. And that, and that goes on to say it keeps no record of wrongs. I was thinking about this just the other week. Imagine what would happen if I kept a record of <laughs> my own sins, let alone someone else's. Uh, that would be ruinous to the relationship if, yeah. if something popped up and then I immediately went. Well, I remember when you did, da 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 da, and now that person they can't escape from that because you have a record of it. <laughs> so it'd be better just shoot the bookkeeper. <laughs> Don't keep records, and and the other would be always forgive. I know we've heard forgiveness, but some people just have a really tough time forgiving, Yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, and just almost refuse to, but if they don't, then they become a, a captive of their own bitterness. They swallow their own poison. Uh, they ruin their own lives by not forgiving. So it's, it's really shooting yourself in the foot to not forgive. So that would be the big thing. It's, so in marriage you want to be always always giving not just taking. Out. Obviously marriage, you you are going to receive some things and, and you should yeah. receive. Be willing to receive. But uh, it's really about my focus should be not on receiving. It should be on giving to me because i know that in the end if i if i'm a big giver i'm going to be more fulfilled anyway you know it, it, it's like when you give a gift you end up being a lot more fulfilled out of giving than you do from receiving any, any thoughts me
0: no it's good i would just say keep learning you know and be around people that that you can look up to you know that you can watch their lives and how did they do it I, I, I actually think about my parents they were married 57 years and they didn't have a perfect marriage but at their, they renewed their vows at 50 year, their 50 year anniversary and the priest I was raised Catholic and the priest interviewed them and said what's the secret of 50 years and my dad said forgiveness and my mom said I'm still learning and I thought you know what I'll take that You know, I'll take that that's good <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I think I remember... I can't remember who told me this, but um, it might have been from a podcast I was listening to, but it was talking about, you know, I think sometimes people enter into marriage thinking, well, this is a 50-50 partnership.
0: Yep. You hear that a lot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And the problem with 50-50, it's really hard to measure who's doing 50-50. Yeah. Um, And so they said, you know, no, it's both couples giving 100%. Yeah.
0: Because... That's really true. Yeah. It's really true. I mean, this guy... I mean, I don't deserve this, but he gets up every morning and he makes our bed. It's like, who does that? I mean, I do it once in a while, but he does it the majority of the time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very
1: cool. So how did, um, how did the uh, stewardship and romance,
2: how did that come about? Well, it, it came about uh, partly because... Of all the things we walked through and the successes we had uh, in going through those things, we acquired some gold. We've, there's some scriptural principles that when we apply them, they work. And we began to start thinking, hey, this isn't right, that we would just receive all this gold for ourselves and not share it with others. Mm-hmm. We need to find a way to turn it out mm-hmm. so, so other people can enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't just say to people, well, it's in the Bible. Go read the Bible. You no, know? <laughs> Yes, it's in the Bible, but they would ask, well, how does it work in your life? Right. What does that look like? I need to
0: see a person doing this. <laughs> I can't yes. just, like, give me an example to follow. Yeah. yeah. Right.
2: And then we, we uh, raised our, our five children, and, and um, they saw our example of working through our struggles, not giving up on each other. They also saw us investing in each other. Uh, and uh, we, we go out on, on weekly dates. They saw that. We go on mm-hmm. on regular vacations together yeah <clears throat> and they saw that you know uh, and there's one principle this is uh, really more of a parenting principle but children will catch not what you teach them what you say to them what is what you demonstrate to them mm-hmm. so i mean i could be preaching to my kids till i'm blue in the face about yeah. this or that <clears throat> but they're not going to catch that they're going to catch what i actually do yeah so i make the bed because <clears throat> That's part of life that uh, we all should be making our beds. <coughs> I think there's somebody even, even made a big deal. They they gave this big speech in front of a, a big uh, university thing. It's, it's the end of the year, and um, they're handing out diplomas. And the keynote address was on uh, was called "Make Your Bed." <laughs> so anyway it's, it starts with just simple things yeah. uh, following through on what's right in front of your face yeah. which it happens to be your bed in the morning but then it also happens to be you know washing the dishes, putting them away correctly, um, cleaning floors, doing laundry I, I do all those things because I want to show my wife that I love her that I, she's not my maid I don't expect her to wash the dishes I wash the dishes she, if she makes a meal well, I received that. But in turn, I'm going to wash the dishes. I'm not going to expect her to, wash, to make the meal and wash the dishes. <laughs> so anyway, and it goes on, and she does the same for me. She p- picks up a lot of things yeah. that um, I just don't pick up well. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Very cool. So um, so you, you mentioned, I mean, you guys have, you're almost, you're coming up here on 40 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have a, maybe a specific story or something of a time that you guys went through and then came out stronger and, you know, lessons you learned through that?
0: you the story coming Oh, my goodness. How do, there's so many stories we have. So um, being a private school teacher, which is what John was, I volunteered in the school that we had for 15 years, so I was right there with him, but not getting paid. So, our income was um sufficient, and we had to be very creative. It wasn't abundant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a house and which is amazing i I think keep saving your money if you're trying to get a house in this market but um i i don't i there's just i guess we always put the lord first and so we were constantly serving the, the church and John would play the piano every sunday faithfully i i'm just saying this because so many things happened that that were not about us working to get it yeah and so i think having those things happen to us over and over and over and over i'll i'll give you a for instance we're Um, out procuring donations for our school's auction Mm -hmm. and it starts to snow it's in the middle of what January, February, I don't remember but we're out there and our furnace had gone out And we were thinking, oh, do we need to pay for that? We can't really do that. Go into more debt. We don't want to do that. And so we just said, okay, we're just going to put on space heaters and we're going to get through the winter. We can do this. Okay. It's tough, you know, and it's cold, especially the bathroom. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the bathroom was cold, but we had space heaters in all the bedrooms and then we had a gas fireplace. So we were doing okay, but the furnace would really be helpful. Anyway, we're out procuring... And we get home, and our garage door's open, and somebody's in our garage putting a new furnace in. And we're going, what is happening? So anyway, being part of a community, and where people, I mean, we didn't make it known to anybody that was going on. We just kind of knew that there was going to be a day we could save, and we could get a furnace, right? Yeah. And uh, But one of our kids had mentioned it to their home group leader yeah. and then that home group leader talked to another home group leader and they, two home groups went together and they raised funds. But then there was somebody else in our church that um, was a real estate agent and his parents, it's a long story, but uh, their house went into foreclosure and their furnace was taken out of the house and put in the neighbor's house because it was brand new. But then in the meantime, they got the house back I don't know what happened, but they, the bank had put a new furnace in the house. So okay. there's this furnace sitting in somebody's garage. And then there's another person in our church that is a, a HVAC person that puts in furnaces. Yeah. So it had to be a perfect match. The, the, you can't just have any furnace in your house. It has to be the right specs yeah. for your house. Yeah. So that particular furnace matched our house perfectly. Wow. And so this HVAC guy talked to the guy that had the furnace and they arranged to install it in the meantime the people that the hvac guy their family was going through a financial thing and so the money that the two home groups raised to buy us a furnace went to the couple with that put in the hvac our furnace yeah so it was like everybody got blessed and we just kind of sat so if you sometimes we feel like we have to have everything you have to have you know like keep up with the joneses or whatever you know whatever but you don't you can live simply and then you can watch things happen and i wouldn't say that that happened all the time like that but we had things like that happen over and over yeah so you can live simply like we live simply and that was that that could have been hard to watch for some people you know i don't know yeah and for us it was a little bit different you know
1: Anyway, Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so another question. Uh, I know we've talked a lot about the Start With the Heart book, um, but Meg, you also are an author and also have written a book. Um, tell us about the book that you
2: wrote.
0: So the premise of the book is about um, getting to know your kids and who are they and how are they wired and what do they think like. And the best way to do that is play with them, you know, and do all kinds of activities together with your kids. If you are always, you know, just having them go over and do something alone. That's good. I mean, that's important, too. They need that. But um, I, I guess I just had such a great family growing up that my dad would play, like, the dictionary game after dinner, and he'd just pull out a dictionary, and he'd say a definition, or he'd say a word, and we had to come up with the best definition. So... Uh, my brothers both end up being engineers. One's a civil, one's an electrical. Mm-hmm. One went to MIT on a full scholarship. But just he was able to kind of get to know us and how. I mean, the fact that my dad bought sewing scissors for me when I was 11, he was watching. Yeah. He was observing, mm-hmm. and he was playing with us. So we, I mean, we had shuffleboard court painted on our basement floor. We had hopscotch. We did all kind of um, fundraisers. We did fundraisers for muscular dystrophy in our backyard and we set up all these little stations and all the neighborhood kids would come over and they'd pay a quarter to play a game and they'd win little prizes but all the money went to um, this organization whatever it was so just anyway so this little book is all it's just 101 things to do with your kids it's super easy But the premise is just to get to know your kids and then you can find out what their bents are and then you can help them in their careers and finding out like what's going to make them really fulfilled in life and Mm -hmm. and, and match. Because so many times we go to college, like you said, and we don't do anything what we went to college for. Right. Yeah. So it's just. Yeah. And so. Yeah. I think that's. That's basically the book. It's just—it's basically a list, and most of them are not expensive. They're like things you have in your house yep. that you can just pull together.
2: Yep. You can get it so. on Amazon. It's called Playtime with Children, 101 Ideas for Parents yep. by awesome. Margaret Claire Hart. Mm-hmm. And we'll
1: definitely have both of these uh, linked in the show notes for people to uh, check out if you want to purchase those for yourself. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I think that's so important. Um, the, uh, you know, we have a lot of board games and stuff, and yeah. um, we have a lot, you know, I'll play, uh, like, both my sons are more into it than my girls, but they're, uh, they like playing video games stuff, so I'll, mm-hmm. we'll play games together mm-hmm. on that, um, but we will play uh, board games or card games with each other, and it's always funny to me just what comes out during those games, <laughs> because they're... I mean, like, in, in one game, it's a survivor game where you're all kind of working together, but at the same time, you're, you can kind of play it both ways, like, if you want to try and get, survive as a group, or you can play it so that you get off the island and everyone else kind of ends up dying.
0: Okay. Um,
1: well, my daughter, who's the most caring for the most part, like, especially with animals and things like that, um, but in one of the things you can kill off another survivor to try and make it so you guys can survive, she killed off our youngest, like just out of the blue just was sudden, like you're dead and our youngest took it super well and all of us started laughing because we're like what are you doing why would you just off him like um
0: that's
1: funny so it was just it's like the weirdest things happen in games where kids are just like i could do this
0: and i'm just gonna
1: do this and so um you just get these really funny moments within when you guys are you know, spend time and play card games. Or That's games perfect, games. yeah. Great.
0: That's good. Some of the things in here is like... I, they're, they're kind of random things. Like write, write a letter to your governor. Or invite a friend over for lunch. Play army. Um, go to a local swimming pool. Go visit a national park. <laughs> Some of them are just... Just, you know, make... Make um, snowmen with large and small marshmallows and toothpicks. Nice. So just decorate your tricycle or your bicycle. Nice. Just, yeah, just stuff. Yep.
1: <laughs> awesome. So um, then the other thing I wanted to jump into, you guys are both doing some other things. Um, in fact, you guys are just getting started on some other projects as well. Um, mm-hmm. I want to give you guys both a chance to kind of talk about those.
2: Yeah, uh, in addition to the uh, music I talked about, I've started a, a new career, and that would be um, assisting uh, older adults with Medicare, getting their, uh, teaching them the, you know the basics of Medicare, which is kind of a, a bit of a maze to get yeah. through, <laughs> and we were talking about that earlier, um, as well as you know some um, private insurance companies, and they've got a whole array of things to be able to plug the, the gaps in Medicare. Uh, but it sometimes it takes an agent to find those things and customize it. it, it it's a, a matter of matching it to the needs of the uh, the individual family. And so, uh, John,
0: so you have a, a, a free class coming up so, at Camino yes, Island Library.
2: Yes, thanks for reminding me about that. Uh, yeah, right here right here in this uh, mm-hmm. complex at Camino Island Library, uh, first Saturday of every month, okay. beginning September 3rd uh, of time? this year, 2022, at... 10 A.M. Uh, so in the library, that'll be the first one, and I'll also be uh, teaching a free class on the basics of Medicare, and then giving people an opportunity to sign up if they would like. They can use me as an agent. We can have, have a separate appointment for that. And in the show notes, there'll be a phone number that's exclusively for that. That they can they can call me on that line, and I will help them. Even if they are don't want to come to that class, they can still call me in and I can help them.
0: John John loves to teach. So, if you don't know what to do and you don't know how to navigate Medicare, he's he would he's a teacher, so he can teach. Yep, I love yeah. to teach. We love to yeah. teach. Yeah.
1: Well, and if anyone, um, we've had family members of ours that have gone through this, and and I, I like I consider our. our our family members, like, functional, like, smart people, Mm -hmm. they were trying to get through this process, and it is so crazy, the loops and everything. Like, you say one thing wrong, and all of a sudden, like, they're like, okay, well, we can't help you now, or, like, until you do X. And we're like, well, that, why do you, how does that relate? And there doesn't appear to be a relationship. So, like, the fact that there is, I'm glad that there's more people that, like, you that are going out there and helping these people, because I can't imagine if someone had a, an older person that was realizing they are ready and need this and they don't have a support structure there.
2: Right. And it's um, also about timing, you know, signing up for things at the right time. A lot of people don't know that there's any kind of timing involved in it. Not so it's not just the product. It's about starting the process at the right moment. Yeah. And uh, part of part of it depends on what insurance you had before, who your employer is, what they offered you. And then when you retired from that job, and you know, there's so many details and things to watch for, uh, it'd be easy to miss something. Yeah. And so there's some people think, well, I don't, I don't need an agent. What, besides, that would, that would cost me if I had an agent. Well, guess what? It's free to have an agent. It doesn't cost you a dime. Um, I don't get paid by clients. Okay. Um, so I thought, usually that's obvious, but I think there's some people that don't know that having yeah. an agent is free. Yeah. So I'm here to help. And nice. uh, so I want to focus on Camino Island. I, I'm, I'm licensed for Washington State, but I really am I'm focusing on Camino Island and the residents here. All right. So we're planted here as of November. Yep. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Yep. And what about you,
0: Meg? So I spent the last five years in real estate, and I really enjoyed it, um, really helping clients. Sold 30 houses approximately in five years. And... Um, and really enjoyed that. But when we came to Kameno Island, it's a little different. Um, there's a lot of wonderful agents here that have been here a long time. And so I didn't know if I could break in or not. So uh, my other passion is sewing. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? I have this beautiful home. We bought this very large house and it has a very large room with these beautiful windows that look out, and I thought, this is a great place for a sewing studio. Yeah. And um, so I I just purchased six new, brand new sewing and embroidery machines, and they're ready to go. And uh, we start with basic sewing 101, which is like, how do you? what's a sewing machine? How do you thread a sewing machine? You know, what are the parts of a sewing machine? All that. And then we end up making something. It's not like you, you just learn it without doing it you yeah. end up doing something every single time so we i started makers northwest it's been in my i bought the domain name probably 2 years ago thinking someday i'm going to start this this school yeah and so if you go to makersnw makersnw.com yeah. that's where you find the website and you can see all the classes and we have two grandbabies coming this fall, and yep. so I'm kind of pulling back a little bit, but I will do, like, customized classes. I also taught seven years at Quality Sewing and Vacuum. Okay. And so I taught all the high-end embroidery machines and taught serger classes, which, anyway, I, I taught a lot of sewing classes yeah. there. And I taught at Sew Expo as well, which is a big event down at Peel Out Fairground. Fairground. And I was in the big classrooms, teaching the sergers and things like that. So got a lot of background, a lot of experience in this department. I'd love to share it with the the youth of our area and also adults who've never even learned it in school or they want to start again or they've never done embroidery before. They want to learn embroidery, things like that. They want to sew with a pattern they don't know how to read a pattern. What kind of fabric do you buy? I mean, there's just so many things you need to know. Yeah. How to lay out the pattern so it's going to turn out right. Or if it's is it the right size for you? I mean, all these questions you need to know. So I think Makers Northwest, uh, there's three legs really to it. One of it's education. Another one is events. So eventually um, we're going to be doing trips okay. out to different um fabric places or mills and then the marketplace is another part of the website so you can go to the website and say you're a local maker and maybe your things are in some of the stores right now but you want more visibility well makers northwest marketplace will allow you to have your item up for a year okay and you pay a really small subscription fee for that but then you your item is on display all year long Nice. and so i I have a few things up there right now meeting with somebody tomorrow to put some of her things up so nice
1: very cool yeah and i do think um that is such a lost art um there's there's a lot of these and they're not even like professions they're they're almost they're that in between zone but that is all going away people aren't there to, to pick up those the next generation so um, I think anything that continue to pass that along is going to be helpful So that's very cool awesome yeah. so I wanted to end with what do you guys hope for the future of stewardship and romance kind of coming back around to that
2: yeah well what we're hoping to do is, is just continuing to mentor people and, and connect with them in different ways uh, I mentioned the the uh, uh, oh, there is a website, stewardshipandromance.com, mm-hmm. where they, they can get on and explore that the site and uh, connect with us and uh, ask questions mm-hmm. and get answers. And then uh, the other would be they can connect with the course. We mentioned Start With the Heart, Keys to Successful Living. That's an online course. We In our last church, we took people through that course. And Meg mm-hmm. mentioned that someone actually got engaged as a result of that, yeah, that two training. Get engaged. Yeah, two people, yeah. yeah, yeah. Christian
0: and. Yeah. Right,
2: and, and more to come. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because this actor we talked about, he has a girlfriend and they would like to be yeah. mentored as well. So, yeah. and, uh, but the, also, we have this, uh, the workbook that people can buy on Amazon, but that's available through our website as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and we're open to doing live events down the road. That would be a future thing to do yeah right, where we have young people actually coming into a, an audience and we're doing pre- multimedia presentations we haven't developed that yet but yeah. but that would be a fun thing to do in the future and we have discussed it it's a dream we do a lot of that we're very uh, dream oriented people yeah uh, sitting thinking well what could we do you know <laughs> what would this look like and and makers Northwest is actually one of those things we like she was talking about we, we she dreamed it we talked about it, and now it's happening yeah and and this book and the website is just another example yeah that cool.
0: it's it's a really great book to have in a small group too so mm-hmm. if you have a, you know your church group or your your high school group or your college group young life group whatever your group is yeah. it's Bible it's, study it's really whatever. a good book to, to work on together yeah I like you know whoever I mean and one of the things, all of our five kids, um, we had there's these 32 questions that we have that we'd be love to share if anybody's interested um, can get a hold of us. But there are things to ask um, before you get married to somebody, and like really fun questions like, you know what are your quirks? What's your family quirks? What do you do for holidays?" How does that look? Um, just different questions that you can write about, you know, yeah. and or even talk about. Because yeah. it's not always, like, what do you talk about when you're building a relationship? Yes. Right. And yeah. yeah. And those those questions are really helpful.
1: Yeah. Good. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> on our first official date, mm-hmm. um, we asked each other, like, how many kids do you plan on having? Where do you see yourself in the next, you know, 5, 10, 30 years? Like what are your like we went through like what's your financial like we went through all these different things and it was really um it's helpful yes uh i think we were a little like we were both intense which is good because anybody else that we had probably tried to do that with probably would have been like i know i don't think this is a first date material (laughs) but it worked out for us that's good very cool well if uh (laughs)
2: <laughs> Can I throw another dream in there? Have you guys ever thought about doing a podcast on the subject and,
1: and continuing on?
2: Oh, I forgot to mention that's another thing we have. We, we have a podcast connected to the website. Oh, you do? And there's so far nine episodes, and uh, some of those episodes are, are about the heart, and other things are just really practical. Like, like one of the most popular ones, I think it was Singapore, uh, they, those listeners really love the one about uh, uh, home maintenance, we go through all of our secrets of how do you keep your home tidy and, yeah. and organized and all of that. And some people just have a tough time with that. So we, we guide them through the process and, and give them the helps
0: on how to do that. Nice. So I remember when John, when we were raising our kids, I loved to play hard. I mean, we would make a mess. Yeah. We would make forts in the living room with blankets and everything. And then I knew John liked to tidy house. And so right before he got home, we did a cleanup and we made it look just beautiful and i think it taught the kids honor because it honored him working all day coming home to a nice nice peaceful environment but it helped us just have fun during the day too we just had a good time playing yeah. so i think it was i think it was a good thing and yeah. we made up songs about you know cleaning cleaning songs and we just you can make you can make life fun and not not
2: crazy yeah. right yes and another hot topic would be finances yeah some people get stuck in in debt and uh, deep into debt so we know what it's like to uh, have not have, have very much money <laughs> we Megan talked about that earlier raising five children sending them to private school and yeah. all the extra things on on top of that uh, was uh our kids watched us go through that and and so how are you going to pay for all those things without going into debt? Yeah. How are you going to have a house? At, and, you know, it goes on and on. So what, what we do is we laid out for them the the basic financial principles. We we're, we follow a lot of the teachings of Dave Ramsey. Yeah. A lot of people do that. Yeah. And uh, so we we uh, talk about those things and those resources and, and other things as well. To yeah. Give people those helps.
1: Very cool. Yeah, actually, when you were talking about... Uh, you know reading the Bible and, and grabbing all the marriage principles for yourself, um, versus what you guys have done, which is tried to distill some of those from the Bible so that they're more practical. Yeah. It reminded me of what Dave Ramsey's done with financial. You know, he always references back to the Bible, like these different things, of like, this is why I say don't go into that, this is why I say these things. Like, all of these are principles from the Bible, they're all things that,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that, that's what I'm linking them back to. But like, most people probably wouldn't have pulled that out from the Bible, right. they mm-hmm. just
2: read it, yeah. And Right, and so. because we follow those principles uh, we are debt free we have no mortgage anymore we have no credit card debt we have no car loans we have no student loans we have nothing so all we do is just pay our basic bills every month Yeah. as of November of 2021 and uh, so we're, we're grateful for that uh, that we have those those principles that yeah. we follow and we would love to be able to share with people how they can get out of debt and stay out of debt yep very cool. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, I like to
2: end every podcast with
1: some rapid-fire questions. <laughs> so the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months?
0: So I, I, I just bought a book, and it's called um, Gentle and Lowly mm. by Dane Ortland, and it's just amazing. I bought the a companion study guide, and we're going through it with a bunch of friends here on the island, and it's just so amazing just learning about the heart of yeah. god for us <laughs> so it's a really good read and it's it's um very eye-opening very cool yeah
2: yeah uh, for me the i bought uh, a new bible actually <laughs> so, oh nice uh, it's the new king james version uh i'm meeting with a group of men uh every thursday morning okay uh from evergreen church Though, though we're here in Camino, I still relate to people at Evergreen. Okay. And, uh, we're all connected so, all over. And the leader of that group used the New King James Version, so I thought, hey, I, my Bible is, has got scribbles all over it from, <laughs> from when our kids were very young. They were, they were scribbly. While you're watching the pastor, they're busy scribbling on your Bible. Yep. So I thought, you know, it's, it's time to let this Bible go, go away now, and, and we'll have something new. So, <laughs> so that's, that was mine. Very cool. <laughs> all right.
1: Who is the most influential person outside of your family in your life? For me,
2: and I know Meg would chime in with, with a yes for this too, it would be Louise Ray. And, and Lee, of course, Lee and Louise Ray. It's funny that when you, um, when you put out that list of, of questions originally, our, our first thought was Lee and Louise Ray. And this morning, they actually called us, and they wanted to get together and come to Camino. Nice. <laughs> so anyway, um, she was my, I'm 64 years old now, and she is my original Sunday school teacher from okay. when I was, you know, five or six years old, and taught us all the basics of the Christian faith, and, and uh, then began walking us through life without re- me realizing it. She was becoming sort of like a spiritual mom to me. Uh, even meeting Meg, you know. I, I would always come to her and say, um, "Well, I met someone," and uh, and I would tell her about Meg, and, and she goes, "You know, you you tried, you know, you did this with these other girls and whatnot, and and uh, got to know them, but they weren't the right ones. But Meg, she's the one, definitely. John, you should you should do this, and you should buy her a ruby necklace and take her out, and um, uh, go through a betrothal and all that." And I thought, well. Well, actually, the ruby necklace was my idea, actually, but but the idea of buying (laughs) something for her and giving it to her as a betrothal gift, that was from Louise.
0: Yeah.
2: So part of, and it it keeps going on with with other parts of our lives, that when there's something big that happens in our lives, usually Louise and Lee are part of that process. Yeah. Right, Meg? Right. Mm
0: yeah I would say that too I you know John's dad was in the Korean War and he kind of um, was a great dad but had some um, issues later on in his life yeah. and so he at 13 he basically took over finances for his family okay. because his dad was couldn't do it yeah. So anyway, um, it's just good having other people besides your, you know, you, you love your family, and I, I respect my parents greatly, and um, but just having other people, you know, mentoring you, and, you know, we've uh, just really great people at our old church that we were at for 30-some years. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. so, nice.
1: yeah. All right, this is a fill-in-the-blank question. I know this is weird, but I've always wanted to blink
2: I know this is weird, but I've always wanted to be a revivalist and okay tr- travel the world and be invited to to speak and to lead in worship and to actually see the fire of God come down <laughs> on a, on a, a group of people and actually have them actually encounter God uh, transforming them watching him transform their lives yeah i mean sometimes it can happen in moments um that happened for me um i went through a period of my life where i had severe allergies where uh, i could not eat hardly anything at all make remembers this and and i went to an allergy clinic shortly after we were engaged <laughs> at warm beach not too far away from here and uh they they tried to offer me help, you know, through you know shots and serums. Warm Beach—that
0: wasn't uh, the allergy clinic. That was well,
2: Eugene. No, no. Oh, Warm, after, Warm Beach is oh, where yeah, we yeah. where we were engaged, Got and it. then after we left there, yes, right. I, I went down to Eugene, that's Oregon, right. and have went through a, a very intense program. Um, and they said, "Well, this may not work. Uh, about uh, a number of months, you may have to try something else. But this is the best we can offer you." But and uh, it didn't work. So I had to throw away all my shots and sermons and everything was, was gone. Um, and then I I got um, very... Prayed um, for. Uh, yeah, I became very concerned. And, and I thought, well, the only thing I, I know I can do is I can get together for prayer with, with some other men. So we gathered together for prayer. And long story short, they prayed for me. And the, the glory of God did come on me. I, and I can remember just just vibe my every cell in my body you just were getting vibrating healed. he was getting God, yeah the holy spirit was just healing me setting me free and so i went home from that and i could eat anything that i wanted wow. to. i i could go into a library without having this reaction to the formaldehyde that's in the paper yeah. or go into a fabric store without reacting to clothing, the formaldehyde yeah. that's in the clothing you know the sizing uh, so that was wonderful so I, so I know what it's like to be transformed to be physically touched by the Lord as well yeah. as emotionally touched and I, but I want that for others yeah. and I'm a musician God's given me the, the gift of music where I play and uh, uh, worship and people experience God uh, as a result of, of that a lot of times that's in a group context but yeah that's what I love to do very cool
0: yep
1: I don't know do you have anything Maggie? <laughs>
0: I don't know do I have anything I feel like my life is very full um,
2: I've always wanted to own a yacht right Get a, yeah a, a, boat, a boat would be go good go on a a
0: boat, especially if we live on an island now we need a boat <laughs> yes so yeah a boat's in the, down the road sometime
2: awesome <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, who is an interesting or fascinating person that I should interview next
0: So I was just recently at the Camino-Stanwood Community Fair, Mm -hmm. and I was judging the uh, youth needle arts, and I met a gal named Carol Jensen, Okay. and she's in her 80s. She's just has so much history here on the island, and I just was fascinated by her life. And, you know, waiting for the kids to bring in their, you know, the things that they had made, I got to listen to her stories, and they're just amazing so anyway that's who i would recommend I, okay. I i've been meeting some wonderful new people here on the island and there's just wonderful people here yeah she's one
1: awesome <laughs> yeah
2: so how about you do you have anybody uh no actually i, nope, I, I go blank on that <laughs> oh, <you're laughs> but fine. i thought what makes sure you was terrific was yeah.
1: yeah yeah all right and lastly what piece of advice would you give your 20 year old self
2: for me, it would be don't stress over your future. I spent a lot of time thinking, what's the next thing? And getting ready for future events and forgetting that. Sometimes it's about enjoying the present. You yeah. know, what What's right in front of your face. And uh, so that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. So you're 20 years old. So 20 years old, you're probably out of high school, definitely out of high school, and you're probably in college or you're trying to figure out your life. And it's Quite an interesting time of your life. So I would say don't isolate with one person. Mm-hmm. Um, stay connected with more people. Um, stay close to your dad and your family. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, can't think of anything else that's like just, I think uh, college is such a volatile place um for figuring out what you believe.
1: Yeah.
0: And I would say get involved in young life or different like outreach groups or things that are healthy yeah. for you. Because there's a lot of people that might want to take you this way and that way, but yeah. just know who you are, stay grounded in what you what you know and what you believe in. Yeah. Um, and just Yeah, and you'll avoid some landmines. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having right. us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's really and fun. Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Yay. Well, a big thank you to John and Meg Hart for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. And for more information on this episode, you can go to CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. That's CaminoCommons.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.